the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all the wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us to the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him, who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for, might be for the praise of his glory, and you also were included in Christ. When you, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having be, believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a de deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions to the praise of his glory. This is the Lord's word. Mic check. Good evening. Okay, it's October. So um, this is the time where we go around the room and ask you if you finished the Bible. No, I'm kidding. Okay. If you have a cell phone, please make sure they're turned off or in silent mode. Children, you are dismissed to your Sunday school class. Um, if we have it, I believe we do have it. Teachers, thank you very much for your sacrifice and your work. Uh, let's give... The singers are a round of applause. They did a good job. Um, we're kind of short-handed this evening. Um, this is a perfect time for me to emphasize the need for extra musicians. If you have a gift, or if you've had the gift of playing the guitar, uh, we need more than two. We have uh, Naomi and, and Mikey, and um, they're both out on vacation, so... If you have a calling, I mean, if you have that talent and you'd like to play, and if you've been part of this church, you need to participate. Um, amen? Uh, it's always a blessing if you, when you see your kids become a part of the service. And um, I see my both my children just always tells me I'm older. Now, please join me in a word of prayer before we get to our, our message this evening. Dear Lord, we thank you for another opportunity, another day that we are able to worship and praise you, to learn more about you, your will, and your ways for us. We ask, Father, as we always do, for your help and for your guidance by your Holy Spirit, through your Holy Spirit, to teach us and to give us all wisdom and humility. Please open the eyes of our hearts and open our minds as we hear your words. 
Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins, Father. Let nothing about us, Father, hinder you from hearing our prayers. All of this we ask in your Son's mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Last week, we started our series in the book of Ephesians, or the letter to the Ephesians. Um, I would suggest if you missed last week, um, if you do have the podcast, please do go to our podcast or go to our FICF members page and go to our YouTube channel and watch the, the, the part one of our message um, called God's Chosen by God. Tonight, we're going to have the part two. We're going to discuss three things tonight. Uh, God's will. God's will stands. The second point is because of Christ. And the third point, to praise God. To praise God. And again, that's our title, Chosen by God. Now, it, we have a hard time. Um, we have a hard time as a society and a culture to accept orders or to submit to authority. That's just the plain and honest truth. Especially in our country. Our country, our society is very affluent. It's very rich. It's very, there's, there's so much information on the tip of our hands. And there's so much freedom involved. To a point that we've blurred the line so much that we don't know which one is right and wrong anymore. But more so about, should I, why should I submit to your authority? I have rights. Is that why all the riots have been happening? We don't know who's wrong and who's right anymore. And then, you know, you're, you're okay to protest, but you're not okay. You're limited to come worship Jesus. You know, we're blessed to have some military guys here in our church. And um, God impressed our Lieutenant Colonel Romel Ferrer's name in my mind this morning. Very early this morning, actually. I tried to be nice. I texted him around 8 o'clock. Um, and I asked him what their protocol is as, as, a, as a military guy. And he said that they have, I think I put it here. There's principles of mission command. So they have six. They have six. And um, first is trust. Can we, do we have to explain trust? I think we do. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll tackle that later. And then shared understanding, information about the mission. Clear intent. And then number four is exercise discipline initiative. That's the execution part. Um, and then number five is use mission orders. And number six, um, accept prudent risk. So I don't know if you've been in the military, but if you've been, you know how to take orders. If you're a part of an organization that needs to function in a certain manner, we all, you will have a standard operating procedure, correct? And then you have to follow protocol. You have to follow orders. But we're not good in following orders as, as a whole. As human nature hates being told. Do we agree? Okay, don't have to, you don't have to say yes. That's okay. You can continue to pretend. <laughs> most of the society, most of the world hates being told. That's why the, the applicants for military is not that many. Because of that one big factor. We hate to be told what to do. And then disciplinary action is received if an order, 
a specific order is violated. Um, Rommel told me about the uh, the dismissal of the captain of a ship, uh, the USS Roosevelt, where he violated the captain. There violated the the protocol of emailing of letting his higher ups first know about the COVID outbreak in his ship before sending it to anyone else. So this captain sent it to uh, his friends and family and then it leaked out to the media. So he violated protocol, he was dismissed. How nice it would be if the church would have that kind of protocol. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> if the church will have that protocol, because because the, the book of Ephesians, we will see that this letter is, is given to us so that we can know how to operate, how to function, how, how to function in a church, how to relate to each other, how we're supposed to treat each other. Now, one of the mysteries that Paul mentioned in, in, in chapter 1 is the mystery that, 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 that Paul was talking about is the church. One of the mysteries is the church, that God will build a church, a body of believers. And these epistles that Paul has, has written are instructions for us as a church to, function, uh, to, to follow. One thing, it's not in my notes, but one thing is, if you have a problem with me, the first person you need to talk to is me, not other people. And same goes with me to you guys. That's the procedure. You know, you're not going to get fired here. <laughs> because that's not the protocol here. But here, our first point is God's will stands. When we say God's will stands, God's command stands. The, the big reason why we don't believe, and many people don't want to believe in a God, is because the real God, the God of the Bible, tells them about many things that they don't like to do. And, and the things that they want to do, the Bible, God of the Bible tells them they cannot do it. That's why we hate. That's why they hate the Bible. That's why they hate God. I saw a video and I shared it to the group, um, the YA group, about a, a black preacher in Canada, a street preacher where he goes around town and preaches the gospel. Um, this last video that I saw was the LGBTQPWXYZ group was, was just bothering him, making noise around him, being very violent towards him, not allowing him to, to declare the message clearly and, and physically and verbally abusing him. And he said something really true there when he said, if this were if this was reversed, if this was an LGBTQ WXYZ protest, and I come here and start bothering you guys, I will be picked up by the police. So when they called the police because they he was being kicked, he was being pushed, he was being harassed, they did not pick up the people. They just they were just told to disperse. So is there is there a, 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 a double standard in the world? Yes, because people hate God and everything about God. Now here we see here that His pleasure and will, I highlighted that, that our, our predestination, our adoption and being the sons of Jesus, of God through Jesus, is because God willed it. 
because God of the universe willed it because it was for His pleasure. Amen? Now, if you are one of these people that has been adopted and became into the sonship, you should be flattered. But I don't know. Sometimes the bills take over. Over the truth that we belong to God. Correct? The matters of life here, the here and now, become so close. It becomes so close that it covers the majesty of God. It covers the truth about belonging to God the Father. You know when the eclipse happened? The solar eclipse? Right? Because this, this cold, dark, ugly moon... Right? It covers the majesty of the sun that gives us life because it's so close to us. There comes a time where it covers it and we see it because it's so close to us. Our life and our problems and our trials are so close and so near to us that it covers, most of the time, it covers the majesty of God. It covers everything, 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 every truth about God. Even the adoption to His family. You know, the Greek word for adoption, and I'm not going to say because I always butcher it, is a legal term referring to full legal standing of an adopted male, male heir in Roman culture. You know, in today's culture and also back in Paul's culture and society, it's pretty difficult. It was pretty difficult for anyone to submit to someone's authority. Although during Paul's time, the society still were very much acquainted with kings and slaves and the lordship and nobles. In Ephesus, as they read this, this letter and they see the word adoption or sonship, they know that it is not this is not about adopting a baby into your family, but this is, is, this is including a slave, an adult slave, and making him or her a part of your family. Meaning, they now have inheritance to the riches of that family. Now, it's not merely about adopting a baby. That, is that making sense? Because th that makes more impact. The adoption in sonship is, is real. Someone who does not belong to that family, someone who can actually, is, is now willing and able to take most of it, is being entrusted to become a part of that family, and now is entitled to the riches and the wealth of that family. That is what happened to us. That is what happened to us when we were adopted into the in, because of Jesus Christ that we were adopted to the family of God we are now we can now enjoy all the inheritance of Christ because we have Christ again it, it it's hard to 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 enjoy it to even try to fathom it because the troubles of this world covers the truth about that that's why a lot of preachings, people respond more in preachings about how can I make my life better? How can I make my marriage better? How can I help my children come to Christ? They, we love that better than, than the truth about God. Because we feel like we don't need this right now. 
How is this going to help me get my promotion? How is this going to ex you know, expedite my retirement? How is this going to help my portfolio? It covers. The troubles of this life covers the majesty of God. And then we miss. But regardless, regardless of you, if, if you don't like it or not, whether you like it or not, God's will stands. It stands for His pleasure because it's His will. Again, it's so hard for us to understand that because we don't live in a society that loves to submit to authority, that likes to follow orders. Correct? I'm guilty of this, especially when it comes to speed limits. <laughs> when I see speed limits, I only see them as suggestions. <laughs> They're just merely suggestions for me. Let me show you that in, from the beginning of time, I'm going to bring you back to Genesis. From the beginning of time, man had a problem with orders, with rules, with God. Now, you're going to tell me how many rules there are in the world right now or in your life, correct? And you're having a hard time because your wife gives you so, many, so much rules. You're having a hard time because your parents give you so much rules. You're having a hard time because your work has so many SOPs. But then in the garden, there was only one. 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 There were many trees, fruit trees to eat from. There was one that was told not to eat from. And guess what happened? But the temptation is not the fruit. The temptation is this. And you will be like God. Church, I'd like to submit to you that up to now, this is the problem. We like to be like God. The world wants to be like God. There are times in your life that you'd rather be God of your life. Because God told you to submit to His authority, but you say, no, not today. Not on this one, Lord. I want Him. I want her. I don't care, Lord, if it says in your word that I'm not supposed to have premarital sex. Till I can't have sex until I get married. I don't care. I want her. I want him. It's now or never. I don't care if it violates your rules, Lord God. I don't care if it's about greed. I don't care if they're selling weed. I'm going to invest in that stock. I don't care if this is about casinos. Their job, their 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 stock market, the stock market is climbing. Every share is climbing five bucks per share. I don't care. I'm gonna make that money, Lord. Not today. Up to now, this is the biggest temptation that man cannot turn away from: being like God. Being like God. We want to run our life the way we want it. We want to run our family the way we want it. God said to not love him above anyone else except my children, Lord. Love me with your entire being, not with my money, Lord. Everything, every problem, every sin, the root of it is because we want to be like God. So that's why we have a problem with God's will. We have a problem with it. We have a problem when God says, I chose you. You didn't choose me. We have a problem with that. Because how? My free will should surpass your sovereign will. 
You don't say it because you know it's wrong, but with your actions, because you debate, you argue. For me, I don't have any problem. If God says, let, let this happen, yes, Lord, please. In, in many ways, I, my prayer is, Lord, just take away my free will. Because with my free will, most of the time, I screw up. Somebody's, somebody's going to say, we're going to be like a robot. Oh, gosh. Better than, than, than somebody who's failing him. Better than, than someone who's been failing him, and I failed him a lot. We know before the fall of Adam, Adam and Eve, they were in perfect communion with God. They walked and they talked with Him. They knew God as He is. Their minds were not clouded by falsehoods or half-truths. You know, that's the worst kind of lie. The worst kind of lie is half-truth, half-lie. And that's what the devil, the enemy, is very good at. They possessed spiritual life. They were not alive, not just physically, but they were alive in every sense of the word. But then after the fall, they no longer, they lost their intimacy, they lost their communion with God, and it was broken because, the verse says, they both hid from God, right? God was looking for them. Adam, where are you? When they believed Satan's lie, their knowledge was corrupted. And their understanding of God damaged. What God said became twisted in their minds. Do you see that right now in this world? In our country, especially? I shared to you the black preacher that's being persecuted by the LGBTQ. It's just letters and I still can't say it. <laughs> Them, right? They're still being persecuted, but they're, they, the guys, they, they didn't go to jail. There's always a double standard against us now. The lines are so blurry now that sex has been just an exercise. It's good for your health. It burns a lot of calories. And you're boring if you don't have it. If you wait for marriage, what the heck's wrong with you? Marriage is just a piece of paper. It's so blurry now that, that we're called old school. We're called close-minded people. And they're the progressive thinkers. But what, the, what is the world turning into? Well, yeah, they're still good to blame the church for that. It's the church. They're bigots. You put, you put a, a lawyer, an attorney, a, a, a psychiatrist, and a pastor in a panel asking about ethics the first person that they will call as a bigot is the pastor. Because they're going to say his standards is close-minded because he believes in the Bible. But those two, they're progressive because they got a degree. They're from great universities. And you will be like God. They believed that if they eat the fruit, they will see life and they will become like God. Up to now, that is what we're struggling with. Till the very end. Human beings' biggest struggle is that we want to run our life the way we want it, contrary to God's will. Contrary to God's will. And it will not change. But folks, believers, let me give you some great news. You will never defeat God's will.
no matter how stubborn you are, God's will stands. Amen? That is why when I see that I was chosen before the foundations of the world, I praise Him tremendously. Because if it were up to me, I won't be there. That's, that is why I love the fact that I was elected by God. That He chose me. I have no problem with that. Because I'm not Him. I've done this many times in my life that I want to be like Him. And I want to be God of my life. And it only costs me trouble and heartaches. Depression hits. You know, when you, when you live your life for a certain sin, it's a bottomless pit. Do you remember that? Do you remember that life that, of yours when you used to chase something? It, when you made a relationship a God? When you made a hobby a God? When you made a material thing a God? Because guess what? We're all, we were all created in, in the image of God. And we, there is something in us that wants to praise and worship something. And that is God that we need to praise and worship. But because we want to be like Him, we make something else and someone else that object of our praise. And then it doesn't return. It doesn't complete us. It leaves a big hole in our hearts. Now, second point, because of Christ. In Him, we have redemption through His blood. Redemption through His blood. I want us to know about the word redemption. Redemption, when the, when the people in, in Ephesus read this, it probably brought them back to the thought about the forum. Now, it's not the forum in Vegas, for those of you who've been there, but it's basically, the, that's the point of the forum. In the forum, people will, were buying slaves there. That's where the slaves were brought in. And that's where the trading happens, you know? And, and, and then when the, when the slave is bought, it's called the slave was redeemed by Chris. And so now, so now that, that, that slave now belongs to you or to your household once you redeem that person. So this word redemption, we were, we, in him we have redemption through his blood. I know last week we spoke about many things about the Old Testament. Many things about what happened in the Old Testament are just a symbolism, symbolism of what Christ was going to do. One of them is the spreading, the, the killing of an animal, the sacrifice, and then the spilling of the blood. That is a symbolism of what Christ needed to do to sacrifice, the, the perfect sacrifice to redeem us from our sins. Now, we have the adoption we have been adopted. Now we have inheritance. We have the inheritance of Christ because we are in Christ. We have the redemption. We have been redeemed. We have been forgiven because of Christ. Because of Christ. Why am I spending so much time on this thing? Because, like I said, most of us, sadly, I'm going to say believers most especially, we have made our faith about something else. We have made Christianity to obtain a certain thing or a certain someone apart from Christ. 
Because we have taken this for granted. Because we hear this way too often. Correct? Oh, I'm saved by grace. Yeah, Jesus died on the cross for me. Yeah, great. Man. Because you know what? One of the human natures again too is, you know, fam, uh, the verse says familiarity breeds contempt. Right? Don't seldom set your foot on your neighbor's in your neighbor's house, lest he will hate you. Now that's physical presence. Your physical presence, because they will, they will, you know, there's there's two types of joy. The first joy is when you when you see your friends and your family, there's like joy, like sort of happiness, like, oh, they're here. And then there's a second part of joy and happiness is when they leave. Like, oh, praise God, they're gone. Oh my gosh. Right? But here, when you hear a certain word, a certain truth, way too often, you take it for granted. Just like when your family tells you, I love you. Hopefully they do tell you they love, they love you. You take it for granted until it's gone. Right? The world even has their own version of that verse where they said, you don't know what you have until you lost it. We take things for granted. We, we think it, until they're gone. Us here in Reno, we take Lake Tahoe for granted. Because we know it's just there. So most of us don't go there. But we have people from all over the world to travel to come see it. We go to Oregon. <laughs> Eight hours away. <laughs> but Lake Tahoe is an hour away when we don't go to it. Because it's just right there. The redemption of, of our life, our adoption in, in Jesus Christ, it, it, to, the, to the family of God, is because of Christ. Whenever you see the cross, I know it's a symbolism, but whenever you see the cross, you should see that because of in that cross, Christ spilled his blood for you. John, John, I think I'll put it here. Okay, please, um, if, if you have a minute, this is five minutes, I think, or six minutes, please place your attention on the video that we have here. For those of you who have been with us for a while, I know you've seen this before, but this is quite important. If, we, if an illustration works, we repeat it. <laughs> okay.
we take it for granted because we've heard it so many times. We've seen it many times. We'd read it many times. We just browse through it. We recite it fast. But we don't live it. I wanted to show, I, I, I want to ca- catch your heart. At the same time, I want to catch your mind. And this truth about our, our relationship with the Lord. Because the, the heart and mind needs to meet in this truth. That we belong to God because Jesus spilled His blood. And that doesn't give us an excuse to live our sinful life. A sinful life. That just should give us more gratitude. And gratitude should breed obedience. Romans 3.24 reads, And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Folks, let me tell you something. I will not sacrifice my children for you. That's just the plain and honest truth. And I don't expect you to sacrifice your children for me. But Christ did that for His enemies, for us. While we were His enemies, Christ died for us. Hebrews 9.12 reads, Christ entered the most holy place only one time, enough for all time. He entered the most holy place by using His own blood, not the blood of goats or young bulls. He entered there and made us free from sin forever. That's the easy reading version, Hebrews 9.12. Christ did it for us. His blood did it for us. It's perfect. It was perfect. Our sins yesterday, our sins today, our sins tomorrow is all covered and forgiven. But because we hear it so many times, the power, the truth about it sometimes becomes watered down. And because of the cold and empty, ugly moon being so close to us, and it covers the sun, the S-O-N, not the S-U-N now. The S-O-N, it covers Jesus Christ and His majesty and everything that He has done for us. Because when we pray, we always pray for material things. We pray for physical health. Lord, keep me healthy. Lord, please keep me away from this COVID-19. Lord, please give me this, this promotion. Please help my business succeed. Please help me sell this house. Please help me. Everything. Except enjoying Him and thanking Him for adopting us into His family. Because there's no use for that right now. Is that the truth? And we're and we're told we're told to love him with our entire being. Because of Christ, because of Christ, God knows us by name. Because we were adopted into his family. Because of that, God knows us by name. He calls us by name. Because we are in Christ. Now, the other thing that I want us to understand is this. When you read this verse, when you go home and read Ephesians 1, 11 to 14, and you read this in Him, in who? In Jesus Christ, right? Please reverse the thinking that Christ is in us, but reverse it to where we are in Christ. Because when we fail, when we sin against Him, 
it's so hard to pick ourselves back up because we don't feel worthy. Because rightfully so, we're not worthy of Him. But if you think of, this, of it this way, that you are in Jesus Christ. Now Christ is perfect. Now when God sees you, He sees you in Christ. It's just like when you visit a friend and they're in their house and they're peeking out their window. You can see them in their house as you wave to each other. That is, that is our, that, that, this, is, this is what it means. In Christ, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of God, whom works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will. Again, this is not popular thinking because we don't live, live in a society that loves to be taking orders. But this is the truth. Our third, I'm going to skip that, I already read that. Third point is to praise God. Ephesians 1, 5 to 6, it reads, Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Here's why he adopted us. Here's why he predestined us. Here's why he chose us. Here's why he's blessed us in Christ in heavenly places because it's his good pleasure. It's His good pleasure. It pleased God that He predestined us, that He adopted us, that He chose us, that He blessed us, because it pleased Him. And as he, it pleases Him, it also pleases Him when we praise Him. When we praise Him with our lives. Imagine the scene there where the girl that used to do drugs Obviously turned her life around. Now she presents her, her newborn child or her toddler to the guy that lost his child. There is a turn. There is a change. We are saved by grace, not by works. But because if you truly understand the impact or the magnitude of how you were saved, there must be a change. When you know what the cost is of a certain thing, you can now be a judge if what the worth it of, of what the worth of that property of that thing is. The illustration is this: if your child buys you a, 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 Christ, a birthday present, your child who doesn't work. I have teenagers, right? Whenever they give me a birthday gift, I know the cost of it. I know the cost of it. But because it came from them and they thought about my special day and they bothered to make it a point that they gave me something, the worth of that $8 coffee cup, coffee mug, is more precious to me than the $45 watch or $100 watch. Because the per from the where, from who it came from and the intentions behind it, the worth, the value, oversees the cost. But mind you, it costs Jesus Christ for you, for us to be a part 
of God's family. Now, I would say that's really worth a lot. Don't you agree? So do you leave, live your life like that? Do you live your life like that? Your, your new life in Christ, are you living it with that worth? Now, it, be, it took Christ to spill his blood, to suffer on the cross. And then are you praising him? Because praising him is, it pleases God when we praise him. Psalm 117, verse 1 and 2. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. That's us. If you're a Jew, and I'm the only Jew here. <laughs> Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Amen? You know... To be commended by the praise, to be praised by the praiseworthy, to be praised by the praiseworthy means so much. Ima imagine your favorite sport. Imagine your favorite sport and the, fa the greatest athlete in that sport at that time. And they will commend you. This will never happen to me. But let me just say it as an example. Let's say I was at the basketball court and I made a shot. And it just happened that... that not but Jimmy Butler walks in there. Jimmy Butler walks in there and he tells me, nice shot, dude. Do you know how many times I will tell you that story? Because to be praised by the praiseworthy means so much. God wants us to praise Him, but are we praiseworthy? No, we're not. We're not. But because of Christ, we became worthy. So in return, He wants us to praise Him. And is He worthy of our praise? The answer is amen. The answer is yes. Because from now until eternity, we will be with the Lord. This body, this temple will die. This life will pass. Praise God. And then we will go to our perfect body and enjoy all the inheritance that Christ has there for us because we were adopted because of His obedience, because God chose us before the foundations of the world. I don't know if it doesn't breed humility in you. I don't know if that won't breed gratitude in your heart. And I don't know how else you can still continue to live a disobedient life a life that is not worthy of His name, after knowing all those truths. I know this faith of ours does not come with a bunch of rules. It doesn't. It just tells us of the things, the, the truth about God, that we belong to God. We belong to a holy God. Hence, we have to live our life. You know, the cost of you obeying God is just your temporary uh, pleasure. Let's say you were tempted to have, to, to, <laughs> you were tempted, let's just put that, it that way. You were tempted to sin against God. But then there was somebody that is not, that is an unbeliever that was, that, that is witnessing this, that is seeing this. And you were tempted. The cost of it is your self-gratification at that moment. But the worth is this person's eternal life your testimony for this person's eternal life 
we have to we have to always count that we have to always see that that our our testimony does it doesn't only count with the words we say but our testimony matters a whole lot with the life we live it goes hand in hand with this dying world with this world that is seemingly upside down there is a great need for you believer to be obedient to the great commission it is a great commission. It's not the great suggestion. Most of you have taken it as a great, su great suggestion, Lord. I hope Pastor Joe does it. <laughs> and Pastor Charles. <laughs> and some of the deacons. The deacons. And their wives. Great suggestion for them. But not me. No. It falls for all of us. Now, we were chosen by God. We're going to end with this one. We were chosen by God. Look at read the read these verses with me. Deuteronomy 7 7, it reads, The Lord did not set his affection on you and chose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. God talking to the people of Israel. It's not because there were many, it's not because they were special that they were called the chosen people. God just chose them. Despite their littleness. Chapter 9 verse 4 reads, After the Lord your God has driven out, driven out before you, do not say to yourself, The Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. No, it is on account of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is going to drive them out before you. To surrender, to accept, to submit to God and His truth, His ways, His will for us, we have to understand who He truly is. Just like in the military SOP, we need to trust God. We need to trust our commander. And in everything that our commander says, all the instructions, we have to take time in reading those instructions, which is the Bible. Who here doesn't have a Bible? I will give you one right now. It seems like you all have a Bible. Are you reading your Bible? The Word, the Holy Word of our Holy God. Are you reading it? How much of it are you understanding? How, how much of it do you crave? Do you make it as, as essential like food? Like your rice with anything else? Right? I went on vacation and, and crabs doesn't seem the same without rice. Filipinos have to have rice. We have rice with our coffee. It's, it's nuts. Do you make the Bible the same way? Do you crave reading His Word? Do you pray to Him? Knowing that He knows you by name, does that flatter you? Does that bring you down to your knees and just talk to Him and just pour out your heart to Him? I have another illustration. I have Brother Robert here and I have, we have Brother Romel here. He's back. So there was a time when these two guys were in the same camp at the Stead camp, the army camp there, base, National Army base. <laughs> so Romel is a high-ranking officer. He was a major at that time. But Romel, Brother Romel, met Robert here at church. Brother Robert is a, was a, you an E2 at that time? You don't remember? 
Yeah, he's an E3. So in the military, the higher ranking officers are not to address the lower guys. Much more to mention their name. Much more to mention their first name. So lo and behold, Brother Rommel and Robert were passing each other. And Brother Rommel goes, hey, Robert. And his fellow officers turned to him and he goes, what the heck? Who is that guy? Because <laughs> that was a no-no for them. A major, a, a major, a high-ranking officer is not to address them that way. Called him private. Hey, private, go pick up my bag or something. I don't know. <laughs> Cut my shoes over there. <laughs> no. no, but it was... It was something, and when Romel was sharing this to me, I remembered God. I thought about God. That God knows me by name, the, the Almighty God. Knows every flaw that I have. Every failure that I make. Every step I take. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> As we realize His deity, His majesty, His power, this makes us realize our littleness. We don't think about God enough. We don't study God enough. We don't look at God the way we should be looking at God enough, folks. We have to stop thinking and looking at God just as a genie in a bottle. We need to really look at God for who God is because that will really help us on how we will walk this Christian life, that He has given us the privilege to walk and to live. Amen? Humility and then gratitude. These truths are going to be made alive in your hearts and your minds, and then you will have the motivation to be obedient in your life. Despite our failures, He chose us. Despite our, our flaws, He foreknew us and predestined us to belong to Him. Despite our offenses against Him, He died for us. Our thinking will only change as we desire to live for Him. There's a lot of unlearning that we need to do in our lives, folks. This world has taught you so many errors, has taught us so many errors, so many mistakes, that we need to unlearn it and have our new nature live. You have to feed the new wolf. Remember? I hate repeating my analogies. <laughs> they always work. Right? The Indian proverb, there's a bad wolf and a good wolf in, in, in everyone. And then the, the, the grandkid asks the grandfather, which one wins? The grandfather says, the one you feed. So folks, as we realize that we have been predestined, God foreknew us, God chose us, this should again breed humility. And then with humility comes gratitude. And with gratitude comes obedience. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you once again for the truth that you have shared to us and given to us. I pray that it will stay and resonate in our hearts and our minds. I pray, Father God, that you will empower us. 
by your Holy Spirit that is all within us. Give us the strength, Father God, to live according to your will, to be strengthened, Lord God, to resist temptation and to live our lives glorifying of your name. Father, I pray for blessings for everyone that is here this evening. I pray for those who are sick, Father God, please heal them. I pray for Tita Ao who is hurting. Please heal her, Father, give her the strength. And I pray for those who are traveling, Lord God, I pray for their safety. I pray for everyone here, Lord God. Please meet their needs, Lord. Please meet your people's needs. We love you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's all rise for the closing hymn.